This is Power for Living, the Bible teaching ministry of Christ the King Church in Wakefield, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Feliciano Segundo, and our teacher is Father Michael Carl. So get all your Bibles and let's get started. For our teaching time, we are going to continue in our story of Joseph. As the story unfolded last week, Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery in Egypt. Now, here's some things that we need to go back over to make sure that we fill in all the details. It came to pass, this is Genesis 37, when Joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. And you say, well, you know, okay. But that's an important detail for where this passage is eventually leading. And next, they threw him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. Now, had Joseph been betrayed by his brothers? Yes, no, maybe, yes. Now, if you've been betrayed by a friend, don't you feel like, man, this is the pits. And like you are in a deep, dark hole because, man, I trusted this person. I relied on them for everything. And what do they do? They turned against me. So Joseph would probably have been a little upset by this, do you think? Since he's in a hole and they took off and they all said, as we talked last week, well, let's go have lunch. And so they did. And there he is in the hole by himself. Now, then what happened? Here's some Midianite or Ishmaelite traders, and they come along. And Judah suggests, well, yeah, he is our brother. And so we don't want to harm him. So let's sell him instead. So he sold for 20 shekels of silver. Now, that can equal out to being 30 pieces of silver. And so that's an interesting parallel there, isn't it? He, he got his garment stripped off of him, and he sold into slavery. Now, they took Joseph's tunic, they killed a goat, and they dipped it in the blood, and they sent the tunic of many colors and brought it to their father and said, we found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? And I've looked at that phrase and I've looked at that phrase for years. And suddenly this past week, it dawned on me. They're saying, your son. Not, is it our brother's tunic? It's your son. And it's his tunic. Or is it? He said, uh, Jacob says, yeah, that's, that's it. It is my son's tunic, and a wild beast has devoured him. And I'm going to mourn for him until the day I die. And so you think about that. His father was weeping for him because his father... The beloved father believed that his beloved son was dead. Now, what do you think? One of these days, about, you know, say a week or so, maybe even a month later, 
The guys come back in from the field after tending the sheep all day and they see their father sitting on the edge of his bed, staring off into space, holding the bloody tunic, mourning for his son. Do you think maybe that by that time, maybe a month, you know, whatever has gone by, that they might have started feeling maybe just a little guilty? Because they said, is this his son? And they were pretending and carrying out the plot that they had devised among themselves to say that Joseph was dead. And they knew that he wasn't. They knew they had sold him. But there they see their father pining away for his son. Do you think maybe, just maybe, they might have felt just a tad guilty? Maybe. Now, they sold him to slavery. Now, what happens is when they sold him to slavery, they put his feet in shackles and basically cuffed his hands with that, and they marched him down to Egypt. And we got a map there. They went all the way from Dothan up there where we saw last week, up near the top of Israel, all the way down to where it says Ramesses in Egypt. Now, that's a long walk to have your feet locked in some iron braces, I guess, and to have to walk. But you see, Joseph was now a slave, and he was treated like a slave and sold for 30 pieces of silver or 20 shekels worth. Now, we move on now to chapter 39 because chapter 38 is the story of Judah and his little uh, soiree, if you will. And so Joseph is now a slave. But even under the circumstances, Joseph stayed faithful. He was now the slave of Potiphar, the captain of the Pharaoh's guard. And he was kind of serving in his master's house. But what happened was that God started blessing Potiphar and all of his possessions and everything because of Joseph and Joseph's service of integrity. And so that obviously pleased Potiphar because he's getting more rich in the process and he's pretty happy with that. So he puts the entire household under Joseph's authority. And he made Joseph the administrator of his house. Now, he's doing really well. But there's this key phrase at the end of verse 6 in chapter 39. Now, Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And in truthfulness, there is really no delicate way to discuss the next part of what happens here. Because Potiphar's wife sees this really handsome young fella in their house, and guess what? She has a thing for him, let's say. And so she continues to say, come be with me. You know, that's not what she actually says, but I'm trying to give the G, rated G version here. And so 
She keeps on and on and on and on and on. And finally, she, one day she sends all the other servants out of the house. And it's just her and Joseph. And she says, come here. You know, and she grabs his coat, but he leaves it behind and runs out of the house. Take note that this is the second time that Joseph has lost his coat that symbolized authority. Second time. Now, what happens then is Potiphar's, Potiphar himself comes home and he sees the tunic on wherever his wife is sitting and she tries to frame Joseph by saying, hey, that Hebrew you brought to us was trying to make sport of me and etc., etc., etc. And Potiphar gets angry. Now, here's the deal. The text very cleverly doesn't say at whom Potiphar got angry. And so that's a key detail in this story here because he was a slave. What was the penalty for a slave of any kind that committed any kind of crime? Death. But what does he do? He puts Joseph in prison instead. Now, we might actually say in a way that Potiphar showed Joseph mercy because he could have had Joseph axed, literally. But he didn't. He put him in jail. Now, Potiphar's wife probably had to absorb the fact that her husband did not believe her story. Not one iota. Because, well, you know, he knew his wife. And so, Joseph is now in jail. Now, think about this. If anyone in the Bible, if anyone in the Bible could feel like, I hate my life, would it have been Joseph? I mean, he's betrayed by his brothers, thrown into a hole, then sold for slavery, and then framed for a crime he did not commit. I hate my life, you know, and I remember I had a student one year who anytime he incurred anything remotely difficult, he would continue to say, I hate my life. And I thought, kid, you're nine years old. Give me a break, you know. But the next year at Christmas time, the young fellow brought me a note and on it he wrote, Thank you, Mr. Carl, because you were always there when I needed you. You were always there for me. And so, by this time, thankfully, this young fella had decided that, hey, well, maybe my life's not so bad after all. But Joseph also had that attitude because he didn't let the circumstances get to him. Now, if there was the possibility that we feel like sometimes that I hate my life. And we have to look at this story and say, is my life or has my life been as bad as Joseph's life? I mean, have I ever been really truly betrayed by a friend? Well, we might be able to say, yeah, on that one. 
but have we ever been thrown into a pit and possibly left to die? No. Have we ever been framed for a crime that we didn't commit? Uh, it's getting to be worrying me now. Nobody's shaking their head. No. Have we ever been in prison? No. Okay. So has our life been as difficult as Joseph's was? No. But that's a good thing. Because Joseph kept his attitude. And eventually what happened? He was put in charge of the prisoners. So again he rose to a position of responsibility. But again, thinking about our circumstances, before we came to Christ, we were slaves. We were slaves to what? Sin. Sin. And so what was our rightful penalty? What would it have been? Death, Death eternally much worse than Joseph's. Now, he was in jail or prison for probably two years. And he eventually interprets some dreams of two of his fellow inmates, I guess. And he gets out of the prison. But then God intervenes in Joseph's life. But we're going to have to take that up next week. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's edition of Power for Living. If you happen to miss any of our other programs, be sure to go to our podcast page at ChristTheKingNorthShore.podbean.com. And you can also visit our website at www.ctknorthshore.org. If this program has been a blessing, feel free to let us know. Write us at Power for Living, care of Christ the King Church, 4 Railroad Avenue, Suite 309 in Wakefield, Massachusetts, 01880. Or you can also send us an email at ChristTheKingNorthShore at gmail.com. You can be a part of this gospel ministry by becoming a patron of Power for Living. You can find out how by clicking the Become a Patron button at the top of our podcast page. That's it for this week, and until next time, remember that Jesus is your Power for Living.